wonderful to be able to worship the Lord together, people of like faith, the family of God. Amen. Amen. Glad to see uh, Brother Jimmy with us this morning. Uh, God's a good God, and he's, uh, he's doing a work in all of his children, and he's using his children for great things. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, this is a very important service, and uh, I was hoping that we would have everybody here, but I knew that uh, the fight that was going on in the spirit, that there would be uh, some that would not come because the enemy's very good at manipulating people. He's very good at controlling people. And so uh, you'll either leave here this morning uh, uh, very encouraged or you'll, you'll leave here uh, angry because God's going to challenge us this morning and he wants to do a mighty work in our lives. But you and I have got to be in the place where we humbly submit to his word, to his truth. We yield to his spirit and allow uh, him to enlighten us, to show us uh, the ways and the means of what the enemy wants to do uh, all down through our family line and how God, through his son Jesus, what the cross done to deliver us from all that. So I want you to open up your Bibles to the Gospel of John chapter 14. Let's read the last two verses for a text. But while you're turning there, I, 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 uh, as I, I, I was sitting in my recliner praying, and uh, I, you know, I got up to go to the restroom. I had everything lined out in my head. And then when I come back down the hall, the Spirit of God said, do you realize how many, of my how many of my children are either in one of two places? They're either being controlled by some spirit other than my Holy Spirit, or they're being used by that spirit to try to control someone else. And I thought, well, no, I had never really thought about it quite like that. And uh, he said that he started playing things across in my spirit uh, of my own family life and to help me understand. See, if, if you and I, if we're not careful, if we try to get our way, see, a, a weaker person uh, in the sense of not having a domineering uh, personality or whatever, a weaker person, they try to manipulate other people. And every one of us in here, we have been manipulated by somebody at one time or another. But if we'll let the Spirit of God show us some things, we've manipulated other people. But then a stronger person, they, they don't worry about manipulation. They get right in to try to intimidate to get their way. They, they use their uh, authority they, or they use their uh, prestige or, or all of these different things. But what it boils down to, whether it's manipulation or intimidation, the role is from the devil who wants to what? Dominate. And you and I, we're not to be dominated by anybody. We're free. We're free. Moral agents for the Lord. We've been blood bought, blood washed, and we've just got to learn how to yield to Him. So, uh, if you'll bear with me this morning, I think that, that God is, he, this is, I honestly believe in all of my heart, this is the most important service we've ever had in here since we opened up the, uh, this church building. Um, because it's critical for you and I to get in the place in the position where God can use us to do what he wants to do to bring in these uh, 
the lost, the undone, the backslidden in this community. It's, it's critical because you and I have got to make sure that we're walking in love and we're walking in the freedom that Jesus has bought and paid for with his life. Amen. All right. Let's read the last two verses for a text. John chapter 14, verses 30 and 31. Here Jesus is given instruction before he leaves the disciples. And he said, hereafter, I will not talk much with you for the prince of this world cometh. Now mark this down in your Bible, your Bible or your Bible app in your mind's eye. And the prince of this world cometh and he hath nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for this message. So you've given us today, Lord. Lord, may we hear our mind. Yes, Lord. Satan, you must bow. That's right. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for being here this morning once again. Thank you for honoring the word. I appreciate Brother Corey that, uh, uh, not the acapella, but the song next to that one, that, the last song with the music, it fits perfectly with this message. And him and I, we never talk about, he doesn't know what I'm going to preach and I don't know what he's going to sing. But when you think about that song and think about the context of where we're going this morning, it fits perfectly. But I want you to see here, Jesus is is telling his his disciples, he's telling you and I that uh, the, the prince of this world, we know that the devil is the prince of this world. He's the prince of the power of the air. And, and so uh, the way the devil works in the air is because you and I, we hear, we hear their sound waves. You're listening to me right now because of sound waves. And so uh, how many times have you been in a situation where you're talking? I'm, ta- I'm just laying the foundation for what we're talking about this morning. You have a conversation with your spouse or your children or a coworker or your boss, and you say one thing, and it, it seems like that they think that you're talking in a foreign language. But they, they, you say one thing or they say one thing to you and what's being said, it's just been twisted completely. And it come uh, from something that was beneficial, something blessing, something of love to something that was hurtful, something that was discouraging, something that was uh, uh, separating rather than uniting. What is that? The prince of the power of the air. He has all sorts of entities that it takes uh, your words, takes my words and tries to twist them because he doesn't want you and I to be in unity. And and so Jesus said that, remember he said in, in this 14th chapter, verse number six, he said, I am the way, I'm the truth. And, and so you and I, we, we've got to be led by the Holy Spirit of truth to be able to be in a place, in a position where we don't let the enemy get inside of us. Jesus said uh, that the prince of the power of this air, he's coming. The prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. Now, this is a, a Greek word, and it's it's a double negative for em- emphasis. Jesus says uh, he has nothing, nothing in me, not one thing, not even one thing does he have inside of me, so he can't 
touch me. He can't deceive me. He can't hinder me from fulfilling the plan of God. And so this morning, that tells you and I that if we're not careful, if we let one little thing get into our lives, that means that the devil has an open door to work in your life, in my life, whether it's in our body, whether it's in our soul or mind, will, and emotions. He can't touch your spirit. The Holy Spirit abides in the child of God's spirit. Amen. He cannot touch your spirit, but he can touch your soul and he can touch your body. And so we've got to be in the place and the position where we say, if I'm feeling something negative, if I'm hearing something negative, if I'm agreeing with something negative, then I've got to know that the devil has something in me. He has something there and he's trying to control me. He's trying to manipulate me. He's trying to hinder me. And so I've got to come to a place where I let Jesus, he's the sanctifier. Remember what he said? He said that you and I were sanctified by truth. And he said, the word, God's son, Jesus, the word. He said, that's how you and I are, John 17, 17. That's how we're sanctified by the truth. And so the way that we get these little uh, lives, these little open doors, these little avenues for the enemy to hurt us out of our life is that we, we let the Holy Spirit show us the truth above what we're feeling, what we're thinking. Amen. Now, uh, look what he said. He said in verse 31, now I'm going to say some things this morning uh, by the Spirit of God, and it's going to hit hard. And it's going to take you back to some places in your upbringing. Uh, but it's not to discourage you. It's to kind of uh, awaken you. It's kind of to awaken me to some truth where we can come out of lies and come into the blessing that God would have for us. Uh, verse 31. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do arise, let us go. So here Jesus said, he said, uh, the Father knows that I love Him because I look and I see what He wants me to do and I do it. I, I, I listen and I hear what He's saying and I speak those words out. Now, uh, the, the number one controlling spirit in people's lives today is uh, the spirit of fear. That's Brother Corey was leading us in that worship song, bringing that to our heart. We, but, because fear uh, is a controlling spirit and it will dominate you. It will control you. It, it, it will limit you because you and I, we determine so many times what we can do for God and what we can't do for God according to how we feel about it. And if we're fearful, then all of a sudden we tie God's hands and we just stop what he would do. But and, and why am I saying that? Because my dad, uh, he'd done the best he could do, but it was passed down to him and, 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 and so on and so on. He controlled uh, me and my brother. He controlled my mom by fear. By fear, not by love, but by fear. He had, if, if you didn't do what you were supposed to do or the way you were supposed to do it, uh, then here come the abusive language. And, and that abusive language uh, affected all three of us in different ways. But according to my personality and being a, uh, a weaker personality, uh, those words, they hit hard on me and I listened to the words. Now, my brother, he was more dominant, more powerful. It took words and action. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Jesus said in John 14, 15, he said, if you love me, you'll keep my God wants us to, to be able to live His Word simply because we love Him. Not because we're afraid of going to hell. 
We're afraid of disappointing him. No, you and I, we, we are not to have any fear. We're to let the love of God be perfected in our lives. And we're to let the love of God uh, uh, tell you and I what we can do or what we can't do. Amen. Uh, the, the devil has has got to be pushed out of our lives. He can't have anything in us. Now, hold your place here. Let's go to the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 9, and let's look at some controlling spirits in the disciples' lives. Now, if the disciples of Jesus, they were walking with Him every day for three and a half years, if they could have controlling spirits in their lives, don't you think you and I can have controlling spirits in our lives? And so we've got to be humble enough to let the Holy Spirit show us the truth. And if we, with that humility, uh, if we submit ourselves, he said, when you and I, when we humble ourselves under the hand of God, the hand of God is always a representation of God's anointing, God's power. God, he, 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 we put ourselves under his hand, but when we're under his hand, we're out from under the influence of the enemy. And then after we come under his hand, he always lifts us up. I want to be lifted up this morning, don't you? In him, not in self or not in who I think I am or who I uh, want to be. I want to be who God says I am. I, I, I hope with, I don't hope, I pray in the name of Jesus that you can get this in your heart. God, he, in my spirit, he showed me things about myself, about you, uh, that what he's wanting and believing us to do. But the devil is showing you and I an opposite picture. He, he's given us a, a fake word. He, he's putting chains on us. He's putting limitations on us. And and, and I, he started bringing back words that I'd come in agreement with the devil that I didn't even know what I was doing. And I, I've got to go to a couple people uh, just as soon as I get an opportunity. And I've got to tell them, hey, what I said was wrong. Now, it wasn't about them. It wasn't about anybody. It was about me. But all of a sudden, I put myself in chains because I listened to what the devil said and I agreed with him and then I spoke it out. Come on. You have no limitations in Jesus. Right. You've got to believe that. i got to believe that. But let's look at this. Um, Luke, let's start reading in verse 46. Luke chapter 9, verse 46. Um. Then there arose a reasoning among them, among the disciples, and you, we don't have time to cover the, you know everything, but then there arose a reasoning among them, among the disciples, which of them should be the greatest. Now, uh, you and I, all through the Word of God, Paul, he, over and over, he tells you and I not to give place to reasoning, not to give place to disputings, not to give place... Uh, to a working uh, of our soul or mind, will, and emotions being agitated and stirred up by the devil. He tells you and I to be led by our spirit, the Holy Spirit in our spirit. And so here we see uh, the disciples, they're coming under what? A controlling spirit of pride. Can you imagine? They're walking with Jesus and, and they've been called out of all of these things uh, that they knew and understand in and of the world. And they start walking with Jesus and, and, and all of a sudden they went from uh, somebody that had no respect, had no honor, no anything to where when they walked into a, a, a place, people had expectancy. They had hope and, and they were in the place where they associated them with Jesus and they believed that what Jesus did, that 
these disciples could do too. So it, you, we can see how it would be easy to, if we're not careful, to let the devil have a place in us. But he said, which rose in them, which should be the greatest. Verse 47, Jesus, perceiving the thought of their heart, took a child and set him by him. Verse 48, and he said unto them, whosoever shall receive this child in my name receiveth me. And whosoever shall receive me receiveth him that sent me. For he that is least among you, the same shall be the great. Now think about it. So Jesus here, he, you know, he is being led by the spirit. He is in, this is the gift, the operation of what? This is the the gift of discerning the spirits. And he's able to look at their spirit and see that it's being influenced by this spirit of, uh, of pride. And then here comes the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom uh, out of Jesus's life to be able to minister truth to his disciples. That's what he wants to do to us this morning. He, he wants to bring to us the operations of the Spirit in your life and my life where we can find the truth. And, and so he shows them, he said, if you think you're the greatest, let me show you how the Father looks at things. Well, so we've got to develop this childlike attitude. And if you and I are in a place where we're a childlike attitude, the devil can't get to us. He has no place in us because a child is what? Innocent. They're trusting, they're, they're loving, and how quick they are to forgive. Come on, these are all of the things that need to be active in your life and my life. All right, let's, let's, since that excited you so much, let's keep going. Verse 49, and John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and we forbade him because he followeth not us. Well, you don't go to our church? But if you don't go to our church, then I'm not going to help you in any way. If you don't go to our, you're not a member of our denomination. Well, this is what we do. This is the way. There's one church. Jesus is building it. I don't want a part of the man's church. I don't want a part of the world's church. I don't want a part of the harlot church, the book of Revelation. I want to be a part of the church of the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. Don't you? So we've got to be in the place. Look what he said. Uh, He said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name. This person was using the name of Jesus, so they had authority. They knew it. Because remember, we look where Paul talked about uh, where Paul had been casting out devils. And all of a sudden, the, the, the seven sons of Sceva, they say, huh. Well, if Paul can do that, we can do it. And so they, they didn't have a relationship with Jesus and they went to cast him out. And what happened? They got beat up, bloodied. They run out of the house naked because that evil spirit. He said, he said, Jesus, I know which is a Greek word that means I understand exactly the Holy One of God. And then he said, Paul, I know. This Greek word is, I've heard of him. I haven't experienced him yet, but I've heard of him. He said, but who are you? So right here, we're seeing that whoever this is, they had a relationship with Jesus because they were able to use the name. And it says that they casting out devils in thy name and we forbade him because he was not following with us. This is a spirit of jealousy. Now, how many times uh, are households controlled by the spirit of jealousy? The husband's jealous of the wife. The wife is jealous of the 
husband? Are the husbands jealous of the children? Are the children? Come on. We're getting this just real now. We're getting right up where the grass grows. And God wants to help us with some things where there is no turmoil in your house. There's no turmoil in my house. There's no turmoil in this house. Jesus is first, last. He's the Alpha, the Omega. Whatever He says goes, nothing else matters. Amen? Verse 50, Jesus said unto him, Forbid him not, for the he that is not against us is for us. Glory. So you and I, we've got to be in that place and position that we are the one that's sticking our finger in the pupil of God, the eye of God. When we do that, we're saying that we know better than Jesus. See, the devil loves to get us to in a place, in a situation where we're not motivated by love, but we're motivated, motivated by some emotion, some work of the flesh. Verse 51, And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers before his face, and he went and he entered into a village of, of the Samaritans to make ready for him. Verse 53, and they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. Verse 54, and when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias or Elijah did? But he turned and rebuked them. Look what he said. You know not what manner of spirit ye are of. All of a sudden, instead of walking in the spirit of love, they're walking in what? The spirit of supremacy. Well, I do it this way, and you need to do it this way. This is the way I pray. You better pray this way. This is the way I study the Bible. You better study it this way. No, we pray the way the Holy Spirit leads us. We study the Bible the way the Holy Spirit would lead us. Amen. There's only one supreme one, and that's the Lord. Amen. He's the supreme. When we call Jesus Lord, that's a Greek word, kurios. That's exactly what it means. It means the one who is supreme in authority. Amen. That's a place of rest. So here we see the disciples here. They've got three different controlling spirits and just in one passage here that you and I can look at. So this morning, we need to be open with the Lord. We need to let the Holy Spirit show us some things and teach us some things. Because if we're not careful, we motivate our spouses or our our children or our co-workers, we motivate them, we manipulate them uh, with guilt. Well, if you don't do this, husbands, if I don't get sex, I'm going to be in a bad mood. Wives, if you don't do this, then I'm not going to. All of those things are manipulation. Now, here's what the Holy Spirit was very implicit about. When you and I yield to that spirit that causes us to manipulate somebody else, then all of a sudden Galatians 6, 8, 9, and 10 comes to play in our life. We're, we're not doing good things, but we're doing bad things. We're not sowing good things, but we're sowing bad things. So we're going to reap 
When we put somebody else under the control of another spirit, guess what? It's a law. It's God's law. Then we come underneath the same spirit. So this is so critical that you and I recognize these little things. We can't manipulate. We can't imita- uh, intimidate to get our way. Jesus said there was one way that was right. There's a way that seems right, but at the end thereof is death. Proverbs 14, Proverbs 16. But Jesus said, I am that way. So you and I have to get in the way that the Lord has for us. Not the broad way that leads to destruction, but the narrow way. That gets all of Matthew chapter 7. That gets all of these things out of our life. So remember what we just read here and go with me to Galatians chapter 5. He said, you know not what spirit you are. Let's look at um, the works of the flesh versus the works of the spirit. In Galatians chapter 5. Starting in verse 16, he says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, or live by the Spirit. Better translation. Live by the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you're led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now notice what happens. If you're not led by the Spirit, then you're under the law. And if you're under the law, then you're back into the flesh, the old carnal man. And look what happens. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Number one, adultery. Number two, fornication. Number three, uncleanness. Number four, lavishness. Number five, idolatry. Number six, witchcraft. Now that's why I came here, because a controlling spirit is a witchcraft spirit. A controlling spirit is a witchcraft spirit. So when you and I want to control somebody, there is a witchcraft spirit at work in our life. And when you and I yield to that, it starts working through our flesh. And when it's working through our flesh, you and I still have the ability to yield to the Lord and get victory and dominion over that. But when we allow that to come from our uh, flesh into our soul, then we've got a problem. It's got a stronghold in our life. And, and, and stronghold is something when you and I get from the place of not just trespass, not just sin, but when we get into the place of iniquity. And iniquity is where you and I, it means to be crooked. In other words, we have a tendency to go the wrong way in that situation every time. Because why? Because there's a spirit behind it. Now, there's 18 works of the flesh. We won't take time to read them all. But the number 18 in Bible numerics means bondage. And so if you and I are working in these 18 things, we're in bondage whether we know it or not. See, I've let the devil tell me for so many years whether I was happy or not. Guess what? He never told me I was. He's a liar. Jesus said there was no truth in him. Amen. All right. Let's look at the positive. Now, how do we defeat this? How do we? Well, wait a minute. What is put first Samuel 15, 23, maybe first Samuel 15, 23. Is that the, is that the verse dealing with uh, Saul about witchcraft? Witchcraft is as the how's that go? Somebody help me. Yes. For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. 
because thou has rejected, Saul rejected the word of the Lord. He has also rejected thee from being king. You say, well, that's Old Testament. Greg, that has nothing to do with me. The Bible tells you and I that we are kings and priests. Revelation tells us that. Peter says that we are a, a royal priesthood, that we're, we're kingdom kids. So this applies to us. See, if you reject the word, if I reject the word all of a sudden, see, rejection is rebellion. It is as the sin of witchcraft. Witchcraft is a controlling spirit. It's a manipulative spirit. Well, uh, it, it, at this uh, at this time in the Old Testament, you you can read about this uh, the the spirit of uh, Jezebel and Ahab and 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 how they manipulated and 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 worked all of these things. So you and I got to be in the place and the position that we don't reject the word of God. When God quickens you about something, you may not understand it completely, but just be quick to say yes. And you're going to be in the place of success. Amen. All right. Back to Galatians. Let's look right here. And you know this very well. But verse 22, Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the spirit is what? What's the first fruit? Love. All right. What's the last fruit? The last fruit is temperance in the King James. But it, the, the word means what? Self-control. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So you and I don't have to live by law. We don't have to live by what we can do or can't do. We live by grace. And the grace of God is the Holy Spirit in your life, in my life, making us know the truth, that the truth makes us... Wow! So... 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of, but of power. So love is the key to having self-control because love is the first fruit. And when you've got love operating in your life, Jesus said, remember John 14.15, If you love me, you'll keep my So we come full circle and it's not something that you have to uh, pray down. It's not something you have to beg for. Uh, when, when the Holy Spirit comes in your spirit, this fruit is in your life. We've got to stop doing some things. We're doing things so wrong. We've got to stop begging God. I need more faith. I need more faith. Hmm. No, I, I've got all this fruit here. Look, look, look what it said. Faith is one of the fruits of the Spirit in my life. Romans 12, 3, God's done dealt to me the measure of faith. With tears, with tears, I saw the Holy Spirit grieved because He looked at God's children and they, they were needing things from the Lord and the devil had them so convinced that they didn't have the faith to receive it. And the Spirit of God was grieved because He had the answer. He had the Word to present to them. But the devil, that controlling Spirit, was confusing them. He was manipulating them. He was controlling them. Yeah. Amen? So how do we do this? Go with me the, to the epistle of Jude. Let's see how we can put this into practice. Jude 1. Of course, there's only one chapter. Verse 17 to start, Jude 1, 17. But beloved, 
Remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Exercise the mind and keep this in the forefront of your mind. Keep your mind renewed with this truth. Verse 18, how that they told you that there should be mockers, uh, better translated false teachers. And these are not, these does include teachers in this situation like we're doing this morning. But a greater understanding of it would be false teachers of teaching people by a lifestyle of lie. Well, I've seen brother so-and-so do that, so it must be okay. If I don't do right, correct me. Love me enough to help me. Don't let me live my life in misery and miss God's best. Amen? How they told you that there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their ungodly lust. They're going after the, the old man, the carnal man, the, the, the things that's opposite to what God would have for them. Now look what happens. Verse 19. These be they who separate themselves. They, the, the, this word separate, it means to literally pull out a joint. Because you and I, we're being joined together into one new man in Christ Jesus. Paul goes into great detail in Ephesians chapter 2 telling us that when we're saved because of this faith, because of this grace and how he's tore down the, the wall of separation. But these be they be who separate themselves sensual. They're, they're, they're the natural, the old man. Having not what? Having not the spirit. See, See, you're not that way. You're not sensual. You have the Holy Spirit in your spirit. And because you have the Holy Spirit in your spirit, you have the assurance that he will always lift up Jesus before your eyes. If you and I will not quit him and greet him, if we will yield to him, he will lift up Jesus. He will bring the truth to us, the truth that makes us free. Verse 20. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. You've got that fruit of faith in your life. You've been dealt the measure of faith. But, but ye, beloved, building yourselves... Uh, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. How? By praying in the Holy Ghost. So you and I have got to be in the place and the position. I don't pray out of my need. I don't pray out of my sorrow. I don't pray out of my hurt. I don't pray out of my confusion. I pray out of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give you the truth. He'll give you what you need to pray. You realize how much time is wasted by not praying according to the Word of God? We're trying to bend God's ears. We're trying to control God the way that Spirit's controlling us. And you can't control God. I can't control God. That's right. Now look what happens. Verse 21. Keep yourselves, keep yourselves in the love of God. So you and I, we've got to see if he gave us this command to keep ourselves in the love of God. That means there's a great probability, uh, a great possibility, a great opportunity to the enemy to pull us away from the love of God. Otherwise, he wouldn't he wouldn't have had the uh, the uh, the uh, importance on that fact. He said, now this word keep, it means that you keep yourself in the love of God by keeping your eye on the love of God. You don't let anything 
take your eyes away from the love of God. Now, what is the love of God? For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave us Jesus. God demonstrated his his love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. So I've got to keep myself on Jesus. Jesus is the word. Everything else in your life is a lie. It's unreal how many things I've let these controlling spirits work in my life and I've accepted it. And now I'm so many years down the road and I've just been living my life like that's normal. I haven't done all the things God told me to do because in my mind, I couldn't do it because I've heard through people and I've heard through the devil. Wait, you can't do that. You better let somebody else do that. You, you ain't thinking you're too big for your britches, are you? You better just stay right here. You and I can do. We're can-do kind of people, amen? We can go through anything because the Lord's going to go through it with us. We can overcome because Jesus overcome. Amen? We have the victory because Jesus is our victory. So I've got to keep myself. See, I'm talking, you, you'll be sitting there eating supper. And all of a sudden, the devil put a thought in your, your mind, uh, something negative. And the Bible says when you and I, everything that we hear, everything that we see, we're supposed to discern whether it's of God or not. Anything that's not, we cast it down. I don't know how many times uh, I, I, I talk to different one of my family members. Well, I, I've got I got this pain here. I, I know it's cancer. That's what killed my grandma. It's 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 cancer. Or I'm going to always fight this battle of a of, of depression because I, I I seen my aunt, my uncle. I seen all of this. They dealt with it every day, and they 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 died. Most depressed person I ever seen. John 8.36, John 8.36, whom the Son makes free. Do you believe that or not? We've got to believe it. And that freedom comes from verse 31 of that same chapter of learning to become His disciple. In other words, a disciple, Mathetes, it's a pupil. It's someone who becomes disciplined in the teachings of the Lord, the teachings of this Bible. You become disciplined in that. And he said, then you'll be able to know the truth. Verse 32, and the truth will make you free. I've wasted so many years because I've let the devil tell me, well, you don't have that ability. You don't have that opportunity. You don't have that influence. You don't have all of these things. You and I have what God says we have. Amen. I'm going to say something, and some of this don't apply to everybody, but this applies to a couple of people. And you, if you if you can't hear it, then don't worry about it. It's for somebody else. There's some relationships that are ended in the natural, but those relationships are still going on in the spiritual. And those relationships had a negative impact on your life and they're still controlling you because you've let the devil tell you 
how the relationship ended. You're, you're letting the devil use that situation to control you. And this morning, God wants to open up your eyes, open up your heart, and He wants to put some truth in you where you will no longer be controlled by that part of the relationship. Because you're, the devil loves to keep you and I in the place of defeat. He loves to keep us in the place of sadness. He likes to keep us in the place of why. What if? You and I can never answer why. We can never answer what if. But the Holy Spirit can bring a word to you this morning that will heal you and will take you to where you need to be. Real quick. 1 John 4, 1 tells you and I that we have a responsibility to try the spirits to see whether they be of God, right? So all of a sudden you try the spirit, the spirit that's bringing that word to you, that's trying to control you. And, and then you say, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's a word of discouragement. That's a word of limitation. That's a word of, of death. That's a word of destruction. So 1 John 4, 4 tells you that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the... So all of a sudden, you're in the place of victory because you've got the Holy Spirit in you that only lifts up Jesus, that brings a word to you, for you, that will be a seed for change, that will be something that will cause your faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You have to keep hearing. And so he wants to give you a word that will cause your faith to be active today where you can have a place of victory and deliverance. Amen? Okay. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your goodness and your kindness. I thank you for the uh, attention that you allowed us to give you this morning. I thank you that you've touched our heart, you've touched our spirit, and you've gave us the ability to hear and receive words this morning that will forever change our destiny, that will change our life. Father, right now, I know that you're touched. Your son, Jesus, is touched by the feeling of our infirmities, our weaknesses, the things the enemy would do against us. Lord, I ask that every person that's in a situation where, starting right here with myself, where we're limited, where we have been hurt, where we've been held in some kind of prison cell, that we come back to that fruit of the Spirit, that love, that love that that's perfected in our life. Let it be perfected this morning that casts out all fear where there be no avenue, no place for the enemy to work in us and through us to hinder us or hurt us. Don't let us accept any kind of lie, whether it's in our body, whether it's in our soul, whether it's in our marriage, whether it's on the job. You're the God that is more. You're Jehovah Jireh. You're Jehovah Jireh. You're the Lord that will provide. Let there be a providence this morning in every person's life that looks up to you and receives with meekness. Let it be, Father, we ask you in Jesus' name. Would you come this morning?